My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's travel and cruise industry news. With the latest from travel and cruises around the world, here's your host, Chili Falls. Hey, good morning. Welcome to travel and cruise industry news on this Monday, February 20th, 2023. Coming to you from Bedford County, Virginia. We have a special guest this morning, and we've had all kinds of I've had technical issues on my end uh, that are uh, are really strange. I've not seen this before, uh, and I hope that uh, this works out. Anyway, my messenger completely went out. And so at the last minute when I discovered it went out, I sent our guest for today uh, an email with the link, and I say, yes, he does have it now. So my, I, my guest is in the house. So we'll get on to on with things here this morning after just a slight little screw up. Uh, anyway, we do have a little bit of news today, not a whole lot, which we'll get to eventually. Embarkation delay for Serenade of the Seas over the weekend. A warning for Norwegian Premen. I've got some thoughts about that one. Uh, Dover to welcome five new ships this year. Disney Magic from New Orleans. And unfortunately, a cruise director has passed away and a lot more here live at 11. Today is National Cherry Pie Day. That's okay, folks. Uh, I'll, I'll participate in that one. Maybe a little cherry pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. That'd be all right. If you're listening via the podcast, welcome aboard. As always, you can access the podcast via my blog, which is accessadventure.net, or wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, just... Uh, Search for Travel and Cruise Industry News, and up pops the fat travel guy. All right, this weekend, Seattle released their projections for 2023, including 291 cruises with 1.4 million passengers. And right in the middle of all that is my special guest today. He's been here numerous times before. Here's Nate Valiers from Alaska and Yukon Tours. 
Nate, welcome back to Travel and Cruise Industry News. Hey, good morning. <laughs> so this was, uh, sorry about the screw up with Messenger. I don't know what's happening with Messenger. It just quit sending stuff for me. Uh, it's technology. Yeah, way over my head. All right, so you're getting ready for uh, what's going to be another hugely successful season in Alaska. Uh, you've been doing a lot of work on setting up tours and so forth. So probably the one thing that most people want to do when they go to Alaska is whale watching. Right. So let's talk about whale watching today. Okay. You so have... anyway, so, yeah. so uh, Juneau is actually the whale watching capital of the world. I don't know if people uh, realize that uh, there's something about the waters up here that uh, between the the rivers and the the climate that has such a an amazing draw and uh, in in our presentation today we we'll even talk about how they track the whales and know which is just simply amazing you know in my mind that right now we have I have friends who are boat captains and naturalists in Hawaii and uh, they're actually seeing the same whales that are up here down there right now and it's just amazing to think that these animals can you know, just be able to navigate, you know, the open sea, you know, back and forth between Hawaii and Alaska. Um, and so, of course, when people whale watch, uh, you know, of course, the, the big thing people want to do is to see a breach, uh, which is what we've got here. This is in Lynn Canal, which is the stretch of water uh, between Juneau and Skagway. And of course, we do get orcas up here, not quite as frequent as you will in, let, let's say, Whittier and Seward. Um, so, you know, there is a different cut type of whale watching depending on where you go. And um, also, for some reason, down near Vancouver, you get a lot more um, action. And then here we've got Flame and one of its baby calves, uh, as you know, as they're doing a breach, you know, from the water or from one of the whale watching boats. That's one of the boats. Yeah, that's that's with Alaska Glore Harbor Marvs. And so what I want to point out is if you look at the front and the back of the boat, not all boat is created equally, um, especially with some of the different operators. You know, and the ones who use the, you know, the cruise lines tend to go with um, much larger vessels. Uh, so this one's only 18 passengers. But you'll notice that there's an area on the front of the boat for people to go out as well as the back. And that's important for people to ask, you know, if you if and when you do book your own independent excursion is how much room do I have to actually be able to see these whales? And uh, this is a six packs. Now, this is what has made Jaylene's Alaska and Harvamar so popular are these boats only typically seat about six. And you do spend a lot more money because, as you can tell, there's only one uh, naturalist slash captain on board. Um, you can see in the front right. And then inside, you, you just you don't have much room for anyone else. But with these smaller boats, you still have room both up front as well as in the back for you to actually go out and see. And this is one thing that makes, and I laugh at this, you know, when people look at these luxury tours, you know, if you're in a ski boat, they don't have access to the front, just the back. And 
Um, and that's one of the downsides that people, you know, need to do their research and find out, you know, exactly how good is my company. And, you know, you want to make sure you have access to both the front and the back of the boat, just because these whales can be everywhere. Um, they can be in front of you, under you, you know, literally on top of you as we, let me make a comment. And this is the Beacon. This is one of the newest uh, boats in Juno. This is a 49 passenger catamaran with leather seats and interior. And one thing is, and we, we highly recommend this if you do go on a whale watch, is keep your camera on high speed shutter because these whales come up so quick and you really don't have much of a warning. Uh, so, you know, you, you, do want to, you do want to be taking a bunch of pictures um, instead of just waiting for that one. Uh, this is inside. It's uh, Alaska Glor Harbor Mars, uh, Juno Lighthouse Tours. This is the newest boat on the water here in Juno. Um, although I think that Alaska Tales and Juno Tours are coming out with new boats. These guys took a step up by including uh, reclining leather chairs with power ports. Um, they even have um, cup holders, which is nice. You know, these aren't the bench seats you've seen on some. Uh, really comfortable layout. Only 49 passengers. Uh, that's one reason why some of these some of these well watches aren't all created equal. You know, you're not being yeah. shoved into these boats. My picture of going on a well watching uh, uh, excursion, <laughs> not what I just saw in those pictures. But oh, yeah. you know, I was expecting a, a much you know sitting on a uh, on a bench and you yeah, know, yeah. It, it's not like that anymore. And the, the cruise lines, again, they use a, a different vendor. Why, even though they do also use Alaska Galore, which is owned by Harbor Mars, uh, that's why we tell people, you know, do your research. And another question we get a lot of is, well, can't I see them from the ship? Yes, you can, uh, but they're not that close. It's not the same because the the animals purposely avoid the azipods. Um, You know, they're doing a study right now at University of Alaska Southeast with NOAA. You know, trying to figure out, you know, what exactly, you know, draws the uh, um, the whales in. And they're finding that both the propellers and the azipods give off these ambient sounds that keep them away. Now, this is, uh, if you want to stop here for a second, this is with Juno Tours and Whale Watch. And I do want to highlight for our non-ambulatory guests, not, again, not all boats are created equal. Um, with Juno Tours and Whale Watch, they do have these smaller boats that seat about 22. But if you notice the back deck... Um, that's a lot easier hop for someone who can't walk very well. You know, we don't have ramps yet for, um, for wheelchair access. And that is a downside, you know, sadly in Alaska, we're just not that friendly for people on scooters and or wheelchairs. They try, but I'm hopeful that, you know, there can be some pressure with the city and borough of Juneau to actually install some type of loading device to help people with that. However, even once you get on the boat, you'll notice the door and the box around the door. You still got to step down, um, you know, and I think it's just a matter of um, just some time. I hate to say patience, but we'll get there. Um, but sadly, if you do, if you're in a wheelchair, you do need to come with a portable type wheelchair and a caregiver. Otherwise, you're going to have a rough time. And hopefully, you know, again, with due time, as, you know, the, the times change that, you know, we can become a little bit more friendly for, you know, non-ambulatory guests. Now, my situation, you know, just looking at that one, 
I mean, I could get my scooter up, you know, to the boat, mm -hmm. but then I could probably get myself on the boat if there's some place that I can sit down. Mm -hmm. I realized that with that lip, maybe getting the scooter on the boat's not going to work. Yeah, and but need that's that's doable mm -hmm. in my case, at least. And the thing is, you also need storage for that scooter while you're on the dock because, um, you know, as I can see the docks from where I live, just not my window. But, um, and I think that's something that just needs to be more, I hate to use the word pressure, but just brought up more, you know, at least with the city assembly so that they know, hey, this is a need we have because we are seeing more and more, um, again, non-ambulatory guests up here. And um again with time it'll become better yeah because we have talked specifically recently i mean everybody knows that i'm going to alaska you know i'm probably going to go to alaska twice this year mm -hmm. um so we've been talking about another one of your tours which we're not going to spend a whole any time on today and yeah, that's going week. out to visit the dogs yeah uh, at, at the uh, the mushers uh, farm or I'm not sure exactly what you call it, but Mushers Camp, uh, yeah. Yeah. And and it's it's a situation where you know there's a bus that takes you out there. Mm -hmm. My problem is I can't get to the bus uh, without taking my scooter and the, right. that doesn't have a way for me to I mean well I could get on the bus possibly, but I can't transport the scooter. So. Yeah. And again, I think that just comes to timing. I, I think that as the industry changes, you know, we're, you know, interestingly enough, I found out from some higher ups at Princess, you know, that their market's changing rapidly and it's no longer the older um, senior citizens on Princess. It, it's getting younger and younger. You know, their average age has dropped 15 years. And, you know, people like to joke, oh, they've all died. Well, no, they've moved on to Cunard and Hall America. And as the cruise lines change, as the um, system evolves, they're finding, you know, this appeals to me more. And Princess is now slowly, and not in a bad way, but they're morphing more into Norwegian, where they're offering more activities for people. Um, just as we've seen with Princess Plus and Princess Premier, you know, they're starting this segment, they're packaging. And I, we're going to see a little bit more of that come from our more upper tier cruises. And even my own experience with Princess, it wasn't, I, I was surprised that um, there were more seniors on my last Norwegian cruise than my Princess cruise. Um, and then I had a friend on Holland America and a whole different story. You know, she's like at eight o'clock, everyone's asleep. Um, <laughs> and, and then I, my see, and I don't find it that way on uh, Holland America. <laughs> and then on MSC, you know, we were just on Davina a while ago and with some friends and they're closing the clubs at 4 a.m., you know, whereas on, on most American lines, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, it's midnight, you know, time to go to bed. And they're out to 4 a.m. and, you know, the Galaxy Lounge, you know, it's still hopping at 4 a.m. So and I, and I think that this goes back to the market segmentation of the cruise lines. We're going to see some continual changes. And I think even within the ports, um, you know, especially with the age and demographic changes, uh, you know, there is a bigger push in Juno now for smaller ships. You know, we now have um, MSC launching the Explorer line, uh, which is their, their super high end 
you know, 150 passenger uh, lines along with Seaborn and Oceana. So I, I do think that, you know, I hate to tell people just to wait, um, but this goes back to even social change. You know, who you look back 20 years ago, wow, why was this an issue 20 years ago? And I think that, you know, as we move forward, um, things will change both, you know, without really having to have government regulations, but just as people see the demographic, because just like with you, people don't want to be left at the dock. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and so I think it's just a matter of time, you know, as well as trying to convince you know, the, the powers that be, you know, hey, here's what we need, um, you know, especially for, you know, the ever-changing cruise demographic. Um, you know, and even Carnival. People talk about Carnival being the party ship. You know, it was very subdued when we did us. Um, God, who were we on last year? Splendor. And I was, you know, I was expecting, you know, not Kathleen Gifford you know, out there <laughs> on the sun deck, but it was a lot more subdued than, than we expected on Carnival. Uh, but again, that's the thing where people need to realize is Alaska is much different. Um, people are coming to Alaska for much different reason. The ships spend a lot longer in port. Um, you know, it's not, <laughs> and I hate to say this being a Floridian, you know, it's not like we're, we're watching people run and miss the boat. You know, like we would do in Nassau, which is always fun. So let's see who's going to be missing. And we're all on our balcony cheering people on, you know, as they, they either make the boat or don't. In Alaska, because you're in port longer, um, you know, it's harder to miss excursions, you know, because everyone is based on that. Uh, not to say it doesn't happen. You know, you get the the red onion and red dog, red onion and Skagwin, red dog here in Juneau. And I think that causes more people to miss a boat than an excursion to be honest and i see that a lot on the message boards They're like well we don't we want to book through the ship because everyone has a guarantee that they'll get us back and you know last year in all of southeast alaska all of southeast only three excursions missed a ship um and that's among all the big ports right all right now back to the whales so okay. i have a couple of whale questions sure are they, I mean, I realize the Alaska season has dates, you know, mm -hmm. April to September. Do the, are the whales up there the entire time or is it better in some times of the season and not so good other times in the season? Well, we've got whales now. Um, one of my friends is a captain with Alan Marine who, um, caters to the cruise lines, you know, they have the bigger boats. And that being said, they do a lot of filling for the Alaska Marine Highway, our ferry system. And so she was doing a, a run back out of Sitka and saw Flame and Cinder Bang, which is uh, one of the new baby calves. And, you know, it was kind of took her by surprise. You know, she's been up here for, I think, 12 years now. And, you know, it was on her Instagram. And then another naturalist uh, was out on a fishing boat in Sitka and they saw some orcas. So the, some of the, some of the whales do stick stick around here year round, even in our crappy winter where it's, you know, going between 30 degrees right now. And actually it's 34. Um, <laughs> you know, we wake up, it's nice and snowy. And then by noon it's slush and rain and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of our whales split their time between, um, you know, up here in the summer, and then there'll be in Mexico and Hawaii in the winter. 
uh, a lot of times you will see the majority of them start showing up in April. And then end of September is when they make their migration south. And um, I hate to say that's like our prime season, but you'll see something. You know, here in Juneau, everyone offers a, a guarantee. You know, hey, we'll give you 100 bucks if you don't see well. You know, you'll see something. And just like in some of my pictures, and I think I even have a video we can show some of those. You know, they, they catch you by surprise. Yeah. Um, the captains know where they are most of the time. And it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist. You know, when they come out of Oc Bay, you know, you don't see much. You know, they're kind of looking. But then once you hit, um, you know, Lang Canal, you know, there's a couple of places where it's always a shoe-in. There's always a whale or two. Um, but the whales will either be right up, right below you, as we call on top of you, even though it's a reversal. Um, All right. Uh, Nate, I'm going to, I'm going to start this and you, it, it's going to mute us. So you okay. have to unmute yourself to talk. Okay. Oh, that was a little short one. Oh, yeah. that was. Okay, let's try another one. And the camera's jumping around looking for another one. Yeah. Yeah, and so with, with these, you know, you'll get them either up close or far, but, you know, I don't know if you could hear all, like all the clicking sounds, you know, from the cameras. That's the thing is, you know, you don't want to have your camera out, you know, ready for a picture. And then by the time you get your camera out, you've missed it. And so make sure you already have your perm pre your zoom preset, you know, have it on shutter speed. That way you can get a bunch of different pictures um, and actually see what you get once you uh, come back. And uh, so like those two videos were on, um, the Juno Lighthouse Tour, which is the newest tour we have in town. It's a combo tour. And uh, the weather is beautiful. That was uh, middle of August, I think. And normally it's raining sideways. And that's why I tell people with our weather, it's hit or miss. Um, and even if it's raining, it's still pretty nice out. Uh, and so uh, I forgot what, I, what did I send you. When does the really cold start setting in? Uh, we're waiting for it now. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's 34 okay. degrees here. I think it's warmer. I think it's warmer here than where you are. Um, it, it's a dry cold. And I, I don't mean to dispel that to folks. I mean, it, it's funny. Even in July, it'll be 70 degrees. And we see people dressing like they're going to an igloo. Um, and I think that's all very depending on your comfort zone. So like, like even for me, for the project we're working on, I'll be the only one in shorts, I think, on the ship. Um, but, but for us, the weather starts to change in September. Um, that's when it does take a, a turn South and, uh, the temperatures average right about 50 degrees. And uh, that's when the hot tubs get popular, but the, you know, well, actually that's 50 degrees is doable. When I was yeah. in Juneau and when I, I was there in, uh, May last year mm -hmm. and uh, I went up Mount Roberts in a sleet and snowstorm. Mm -hmm. and I mean, and it was, even, it was um, slick I, up on top. 
And a friend of mine who works on the Princess Rail out of Healy, which is near Denali, they even, she sent me a picture of August last year. And, you know, it's like August 9th and they had the train and six inches of snow. And so I think that, you know, you do need to pack for all types of weather. Um, you know, you are going to get wet. It doesn't matter. I just told someone and I got belittled, sadly, on a Facebook group. I don't think they realized I'm Alaskan when I said just go to Walgreens and CVS and get the $5, $2 poncho and just wear comfortable clothes. And um, because you're, you're going to get what, you know, don't spend $300 on the REI, you know, we call it Patagucci, you know, yeah. rain yeah. gear and everything. You're going to get what, just get something that you're comfortable in. Um, don't wear blue jeans because once those get wet, they stay wet. So, uh, you know, we highly recommend, um, like fishing type pants you can find at Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's for both men and women because those dry quicker. Um, but, you know, if you look at some of these whale watching pictures, if you want to continue, you know, all the boats have a covered area. You know, you're in a cabin and sometimes they're heated. Uh, a couple of them have fans on them. And so this is uh, we're going a little out of order, but this is with Juno Tours and Whale Watch. They also take you to the Mendenhall Glacier. And I think that's an important thing to look at is doing a combo tour. And then when you do a combo tour, they'll pick you up at the docks. They'll take you on a Whale Watch. And then after, they'll drop you off at the glacier. Um, and that's about a anywhere from a 20-foot walk to miles it depends how far you want to go and what i like about juno tours and whale watch is you know you can be there for hours if you want uh, we just recommend people to eat before you go because there's no food vendors at mendenhall glacier um, at the visitor center um, you might be able to buy like a bag of chips and a soda um, at the forest services uh visitor center but there's no food vendors out there all right somehow somehow nate the system has eaten everything else that I loaded. Uh, <clears throat> That's strange. That's all right. Sure, for sure. Okay, so we'll save some for next time. And I, like I said, I can see about, I can also do a screenshot on my end too. Um, if that'll help. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, that'll work. I can, let me try a screenshot on my end. Okay. Share screen. Uh, tab. Let's see, window. There we go. Okay. There we go. All right. So, like on Juno Tours and Whale Watch, uh, hang on, uh, you know, they have a, a lot of them in Alaska Tales and Alan Marine all have the same thing where, um, you know, you've got a forward part of the vessel. You have your interior cabin, which seats anywhere from 30 to 40 people. Um, towards the back is where the bathroom is located. And up top, you've got the, um, you know, another viewing deck, which is nice. And then this is with Alan Marine. Uh, and again, not trying to sound too too horrible, but look at all those people. You know, this is the, the company that handles all the cruise ships. And I don't know about you, but that is, to me, that is not a vacation. You know, when you're fighting with that many people, um, you know, to actually get a good view. I just remind people, you get what you pay for. And what's the difference in price, Nate? Uh, actually, Juno Tours is one of the cheaper end because they don't deal with the cruise ships because they don't do the add-on. They don't mark it up too much. Um, this one I've seen on the ships go for anywhere from $149 to 
And again, just look at all the people on the decks. Yeah. You know, you are packed on there. This is, I think this boat gets about 165 people on board. And they're loud. You know, again, the noise is different. You know, right, let's go back to Juno Tours and Well Watch. Here is one of their boats. And here's the front. A much different experience. And this is where I tell people, you know, that not every whale watch is created equal, um, you know, especially with with the different boats compared to like the Beacon with Juno Lighthouse Tours, which is owned by Harbor Marvs and Alaska Galore. Just a much different experience um, on their boats. And so they are a little bit more expensive uh, with Juno Lighthouse Tours. And it, it's you've got more comfortable chairs because you're on the water longer. Um, and that's where I just, you know, I, I guess one of the points of the video is to let people know, hey, everything is different. Um, this is on board. Uh, you know, we talk about the benches on Juno Tours, which is nice if you're if you're a bigger guy like me, like having a little more space. Um, and they don't always fill it to 24 people. You know, but like I mentioned earlier, you know, I just want to highlight, you know, towards the middle, you see the stairs come down. Um yeah. You know, and if they know you're in a wheelchair, they'll put you in a boat where you, you, you know, you've got a little bit more um, access to it. This is one of the Juno Tours buses, you know, the the pretty blue bus. We had two buses here in town that are blue. Um, and I think they did that on purpose, you know, because you see people say, oh, yeah, go take the blue bus, hop the blue bus shuttle to the glacier. <laughs> so one of them has animals on the side. The other one doesn't. So Juno Tours has... Uh, some really nice pictures on this side, and they also were voted best of Juno last year, and they do a good job. The cruise lines beg them for access to their product, and they still say no, just because of all the uh, requirements that they add in there. And then this is out at uh, this is Nugget Falls at Mendenhall Glacier, and this is about a mile hike from the visitor center. Um, good news for folks like yourself: uh, you can actually take a scooter out there. You know the the trail is paved and or pack gravel. Oh, sweet. Yeah, so you're not necessarily stuck to the visitor center, which is, you know, three quarters of a mile away from this. Yeah. And you can walk right up to these waterfalls. Uh, to the right, there's a trail that goes down. And uh, the sandy beach is right in front of it, which is kind of neat. And so that did survive. Um, the glacier in the background is receding and changing. So every year, you know, you see a little bit different view. Uh, this is from Juno Lighthouse Tours. This is actually at the top of the Sentinel Island Lighthouse. Um, again, this was a very lucky day because, if, again, you notice we're missing our <laughs> infamous rain. Yeah. Um, I tell people when the sun is out is just be happy. And so they are a combo tour. Um, you know, again, they've, they've already won a bunch of awards, even though they're a year out. And, um, you know, th there is... I, if you're in a scooter, you have a problem, but a wheelchair, no. If someone's And I've seen people in wheelchairs on this tour. Um, and some folks just stay on the boat, to be honest, because they don't, you know, depending on the tide, you're going to be walking up a pretty high ramp. But uh, this is now open to the public. Well, it's always been open to the public. It just hasn't been accessible. And so this is one of the lighthouses between Skagway, Haines, and Juneau, that Dot Lane Canal. And so uh, you can actually now go there. And then, uh, actually, I need to back up a little bit. We, uh, let me pause my sharing for a second. Uh, actually, no, I think we can. 
So now with the whale watching, what's interesting is there's a, there's a website called happywhale.org or happywhale.com. And you'll notice that if you go on a whale watching trip that the naturalist can actually identify the whale and they do that based on its fluke, which is its tail. And so that's always the important part for people to grab uh, when they go whale watching is that's how they identify these guys. And yours truly even was the first to get a picture of a, um, you know, one of flames calves. And when you go on the website, you upload the picture of the fluke to the, um, uh, to this website and then other people tag it and they track it so you can see exactly where the whale has been. And so that's why when you're going out whale watching, they can tell you exactly which whale is what. So this is Bolt. This is the guy who caused one of those three um, excursions to get late because baby Bolt's a baby calf. He's older now, but he would see the bottom of a whale watching boat and think it was its mama. Oh. And so you're not allowed through whale sense. You can't be running your motor within a hundred yards of a whale. And so here's a lucky picture someone got by having the rapid fire on yeah. where you can actually see and capture the whale breaching. And normally by the time, you know, you hear it, it's too late. And again, here's the back of the fluke. So this is how they can I tell they can identify the different whales based on the different markings, the shapes. Um, each fluke is completely different, and so that's I why. Never you know, knew that. Yeah. So that way, when you're going to whale watch, you're going to hear, you know, from the different um, captains. Oh yeah, this is so and so. You know, this is. Um, yeah. And they all they all get named. And so that's you know every whale watch is different. Um, you know, again, you're also going to see these guys. Yeah. Probably if I ever get reincarnated, that's what I want to be, is I want to be a harbor seal, just hang out on a buoy the whole time. Nate so, the seal. Yeah. And then it's rare to see bubble net feeding. And this is what these guys are doing is uh, it's kind of like a game that the whales play with fish. You don't really see this a whole lot. And especially on a whale watching boat, unfortunately, this is, you know, if you do see it, consider yourself lucky. And again, we do get orcas up here. Uh, you know, this isn't SeaWorld where they come out and dance and <laughs> all that stuff. Um, and again, this is outside Juno. These are people's homes. These are not lodges. This is right outside where I live in Auk Bay. And I know that people have always said, do I need to do whale watch? Yeah, because you get a lot closer. You know, these homes are about a mile away from this breach. And um, same thing with the ships. You know, you'll see them, but they're going to not, you're not going to be nearly as close uh, to a whale than a fraction of whale watch. And again, back to the whole thing is, you know, make sure you have rapid fire on your phone. Make sure you have room for it. And then also in terms of the weather, the whales actually like the rain. So as you hear the pitter-patter on the water, um, it doesn't scare them away. It actually, um, <clears throat> it actually yeah, they'll actually come out and do more. Because, I mean, whales actually, I think they only sleep like, they sleep two hours a day where they're able to turn half their brain off and they just sit out there and float like a log. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, that's your phone. Yeah, 
We don't realize it's early in the morning here. And to get back to rapid fire, you know, just like with this one, I think the girl who took this, I'm sorry, the woman, um, this was one of uh, about a hundred uh, photos that she took. And you'll get a good photo. You know, it's just a matter of making sure you have it aimed right, you're ready, and you got your hand on the trigger. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, you'll you'll get it. You'll see something. Um, you know, like these are a collection of, of friends and I, rather well watching. And this is towards later in the evening. Um, you know, in the summer, of course, the sun doesn't technically set. This turns into a dusk. Um, but they're out all they're all they're out all hours of the day. Yeah. And then for special promotion for your uh, listeners and watchers, um, you know. It can go ah. to the website and enter promo code Chili's23, and you'll save 10% off your Juno Whale Watching. Um, so we have discounts available with Juno Tours and Whale Watch, where you can either do the Whale Watch, uh, which is $145, less 10%, or the Combo Tour is $165. And uh, if you want to do the more premium uh, Whale Watch, that's with Harva Marvel, Oscar Galore. I think that's like $159. And then the half-day lighthouse tour with Whale Watch is two nineteen, and these are locally Alaskan owned and operated companies, and they're here year-round. These aren't folks who just come up for the season. And so when you see Buy Alaska on any of our options with Alaska Union Yukon tours or anything we do, you know we do that to highlight the folks who are here year-round and deal with our not so optimal weather. And so you know for your. Uh, you know, for the folks who follow you, you know, use code Chili's 23 at our website through this link and they can see the four different options we have. And then, um, of course, this is leading into an announcement, you know, later this week we'll have. Uh, but as we highlight different Alaska excursions, you know, during the winter, you know, we'll be giving promotions also on those. So I think next week we'll talk about the sled dogs. Um, and then, of course, we'll talk about different options you have in Ketchikan and Sitka, as well as in Seward. Uh, we do have some discounts with Major Marine, especially for folks who are coming to Alaska, um, you know, ending up in Seward or Whittier. You've got all day for, if you're hanging around there until the train. Yeah. The train, because the train doesn't run, you know, the train typically leaves at night. And so you've got all day in Seward and Whittier, it seems like. All right. And uh, we might just have a little announcement coming this week yeah. in the next day or so yep needless to say nate and i've been working on a little project yep. but, so stay tuned more to come Good all right nate as always my friend thank you for for the time the knowledge the pictures the clips everything yeah, you're welcome. It's uh, like I said, got up a little bit early, but that's all right. It's Monday, so it's luckily we don't have thirty in the morning in Alaska. <laughs> yeah. Head to the office. Hopefully, thankfully, the airlines didn't do too many schedule changes. Um, you know, I do tell people always, if you didn't book a travel agent, check your app and check it constantly. Um, yeah. But yeah, this weekend they rolled out a schedule change. Uh, nothing too major. No one misconnected. Um, you know, and that's that's pretty much what we do every Monday is we. We get our the airlines logo changes on Saturday night, uh, Sunday morning, and then we get those up. You know, we get alerts 
So we have to go through and juggle everyone's trips. Um, so that's why if you do know, know any travel agents, Monday's the day you need to bring them cookies, wine, <laughs> whiskey. <laughs> some some weeks are better than others. Some weeks are worse than others. But yeah, sadly, that's my, uh, you know, getting up early on Monday's okay. But yeah, we'll talk again soon. And uh, right. yeah, hopefully have an announcement to make. Okay. Nate, thank you very much. And All again, right. till next time. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for joining me on Chili Chats. We'll see you again. Thanks, Nate. Hi. That was Nate Valiers. Man, as always, that's good stuff. A couple other things to uh, to uh, check here before we go. My buddy Justin, yeah, Mr. Bucket List, he crossed off one of his yesterday as he was uh, at the Daytona 500. That was pretty cool. And this is from uh, Hot Air Tom. Um, over there in, I forget where he was. This is the dancing waters. from Hot Air Tom, and that'll take us right up to this. Do you have a bad back, bad hips, bad knees, or any other mobility issues? Think about Scoot Around. For scooters, walkers, wheelchairs, even oxygen needs, delivered right to your cabin. Scoot around for all your mobility needs on your upcoming cruise. And I'll be back with today's news right after a quick word from one of our network sponsors. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. All right, the news is going to start off today with ship that I was on, Serenade of the Seas. 
Saturday's departure of Serenade of the Seas was delayed by an hour due to a medical debarkation from the previous cruise and a delayed return home. What that meant was that the on the February 11th sailing, which was a seven-night Bahamas cruise, uh, they had a guest that needed to be debarked during the voyage in Miami. Royal Caribbean cruise ship also had to remain docked at Port Miami until they were cleared to depart before the ship could return to Tampa to safeguard the privacy of the passenger and their family or traveling companions. No further details about the nature of the medical debarkation have been released, but they were late getting going out of Tampa. This one, folks, uh, boy, this one bothered me. I had some issues with this. A Norwegian cruise line has sent out a letter to guests who were booked on the February 19th cruise above aboard Norwegian Prima to, the, to inform them that two guests who sailed on the ship late last year were, they were diagnosed with Legionnaire's disease. Although the guest uh, diagnosis was likely not associated with their time aboard the ship, the cruise line is working with the CDC to support their investigation efforts. The letter provides further information about the disease and how to recognize its symptoms. Norwegian Cruise Line has also provided details on how to handle the situation if guests experience symptoms of the disease during their cruise. It's implausible that Legionnaire's disease was present on board the Norwegian Priva for several reasons. First, the ship was brand new. She entered service in August of 2022, giving it little time to cultivate Legionella bacteria. This is important because Legionella bacteria can grow in water systems that are not properly maintained, though they haven't had a chance to not properly maintain it. I just don't understand why Norwegian is sending a, a scare letter out to somebody sailing now on something that probably didn't happen last year. Uh, that one makes no sense to me. I guess it's a good thing I don't run a cruise line. All right, our buddies over in Dover. You know, that's over in the UK with new waterfront facilities, such as a stunning marina expected to open soon, plans for future expansion of the terminals, and a sustainable operation that is leading the way in the cruise industry. Dover's history, dating back 400 years, has a modern twist. There has never been a better time to witness the iconic backdrop and culture of the White Cliffs of Dover Castle alongside a fresh experience that reflects the changing world. Holland America's Rotterdam and Zyderdam, Coral Princess, Penance Lee de Montderville, and Viking Neptune are all preparing to visit Port Dover for the first time in 2023. A carnival and saga continue to offer turnabout calls and Tui is returning as a port of call.
Sonia Limbrick, head of, head of cruise at the Port of Dover, said the port was going through one of the most exciting transformation in its history with a brand new brand and identity, all with a focus on the future. Congratulations to our friend over at Dover. We don't talk about Dover very much. We're always talking about Southampton. Well, Southampton is not the only game in town anymore. The Disney Magic kicked off its program of cruises out in New Orleans this weekend after repositioning from Galveston, the Disney Cruise Line vessel. It's set to offer a series of four to six night itineraries departing from the Louisiana port. Selling five nights, the first cruise sails to the Western Caribbean. Extending through mid-April, the New Orleans program uh, comprises additional short cruises to Mexico as well as a six-night itinerary to the Western Caribbean in March. Following the series of cruises out in New Orleans, the Disney Magic is set to reposition to San Juan, Puerto Rico in May. And finally, this morning, folks, and this is a very sad story, uh, both for everybody involved and for me. It's with deep sadness that we share the news of losing yet another dear friend who departed way too soon. Jean Moimoy Young was a cruise director on many MSC cruise ships. Most of all, he was an outstanding person full of positive energy that he spread among all the people he met. This passing is something that many on MSC are struggling to come to terms with. Passed away unexpectedly in Miami on Friday. Uh, I actually sailed um, with Jane on uh, the Seascape and then earlier in the year on um, Seashore. Uh, during his time as cruise director, he brought in top ratings. And passengers always had a great time. Gene went out of his way to make everyone's life aboard ships easier. He was a generous and caring man full of life. Many will miss him incredibly. Gene was passionate about working as a cruise director, his guests, his team, and his industry. Before joining MSC, Gene worked for Holland America, Victory, and Stiletto Entertainment. So... His friend, uh, Rebecca Law, shared the news. And, of course, our condolences go to Gene's family and to all the friends who uh, worked with him all these years. A life gone way too soon from this earth. May you rest in peace, Gene. All right. Let's go over and see who's with us in the chat room today. Again, my thanks to uh, Nate for his time this morning. Uh, Nate and I plan not only to do something together soon, which we're going to talk about uh, very soon, uh, but we're going to probably feature uh, Nate with uh, on a number of shows uh, throughout the spring, getting ready for the season up there on excursions that are available. Uh, when you're in Alaska. Mike's with us. Nikki's with us. Hi, Nick. Amy's here. Good morning, Amy. Bright and early. Sonny's with us. 
down in Mississippi. The Mass Cruiser is here. Greetings from parts unknown. Please be sure to give the live stream a thumbs up and appreciation for this interesting interview. Thank you very much, Mask. MC. Still don't know what to call you, but that's okay. Well, watching in Alaska is the best. Beautiful, quiet, serene, and whales. Nothing better. I agree. Here's Mr. Bucket List. Justin, can you hear anything today? I know you had uh, earplugs for the race yesterday. Um, Justin says he loved Juno. I love Juno, too. I, I enjoyed that. My only problem with Juno was after I went up, you know, and froze my butt off in the sleet and snow up on top of Mount uh, Roberts, I tried to go into the Red Dog Saloon, and they wouldn't let me in with the scooter. They said I had to transition into a chair, and they parked the scooter out back. I said, uh, no, you won't. That ain't going to happen. Uh, so I never did make it. Uh, I have a drink in the Red Dog Saloon. I did go to a, another a facility in Juno for an adult beverage or three. Uh, Sonny says, I did both types of well watching big boat with too many people and smaller boats. Go on the smaller boats for sure. Yeah, I was surprised. There's not that much difference in price. Why wouldn't you go on a, on a, a smaller one? So, <laughs> Mass says, MC is perfect. Okay. From now on, you'll be MC. Thanks a lot, Mask. Always, we appreciate that. Uh, thanks for the discount, discount promo code. We'll see you in Alaska soon. Yeah, well, I'm definitely... Um, I mean, everybody knows I'm going in June. It might just be that I'll be going again a little later in the season. That is an excellent possibilities. All right, guys, that's going to wrap me up for today. As always, we appreciate the thumbs up. That helps the channel out a lot. If you have not subscribed, please consider doing so. The bell notification tells you when I go live or when a new video is posted. Uh, tomorrow, uh, and I have not heard from him this morning because I've been busy trying to figure out what's wrong with my messenger system. I've got to get that straightened out today. Uh, but anyway, I hope to um, have Johnny Quinlan on tomorrow i got to make sure I can get in touch with him. So we'll have to see about that one. I'm not sure what's wrong with Messenger. Anyway, that's going to wrap me up for today, folks. As always, stay safe, stay healthy, think about cruising, and hopefully one day soon we'll all get together on the high seas. Maybe some of us will get together on the high seas in Alaska. You guys have a fantastic day. Later, y'all. I regularly post videos on all facets of the travel and cruise industry. So if you like to keep up with the latest in cruise ships, ports of call, cruises themselves, chilly chats, and travel and cruise industry news, just hit the little subscribe button in the lower right-hand corner. Hit the bell notification so you'll be notified when a new video is up or we go live.
This video was produced by Chili's Cruises. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash mpn to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash mpn. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be to be.